Hey ladies, this is Underwired. Welcome to the show designed to uplift and support women all over the world. Hey, hey, I'm Lindsay. They call me the kindest kahuna and the imaginal connector. I love puppies, travel, great coffee, and all of you out there who love humanity. I'm Betsy Wiersma, a serial entrepreneur and lover of doing good and having fun. My passion is connecting hearts and souls with art, ideas, and adventures. Hey, I'm Shay Sparks. As an energetic catalyst and fearless communicator, I love to have great conversations with amazing people. And I'm Sunny, mom of four, here to shed light on what really matters. Together, we're underwired. And now for the show. I just want to love you. Yeah. Yeah. We're back live. Welcome so good. Back. We are yes. live. Who and Diane's live with us. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Welcome back to a fun filled and inspiring Underwired. We would love for you to join us live on Telegram because, as you can see, we are live and in person. So we can be able to interact with you. If you head over to over there and comment under today's thread, you can read our, we will read your comments on air. And today, our show, we are focused on being a service to others and what that entails. Yep. But before we dive into what service means to us, let us check in and see what has been your favorite part of the day today. So Sunny, I'll go with you. Yeah, I think this is a good question for me. Uh, you guys already know this, but our audience may not know this. So it's summertime, right? I'm a mom with four younger kids, and they have been away at grandparents' house, which happens to be in another state that's on the other side of the country. <laughs> and my husband was with them originally, and he just came back. So we have, my husband and I have no kids right now. And we have been doing dates. We have just been hanging out together, just stuff that we don't get a chance to do because we're so focused on our kids. So it's a, it's a little mini, I was going to say honeymoon, but maybe that's getting a little too personal. <laughs> I don't know. We're having fun. We're having fun. <laughs> Lindsay, what about you? Oh, gosh. I think the best part of my day was flying to Salt Lake City this morning from Seattle and picking up dear old Betsy here on the other box in our screen and driving to Provo. I'm not going to spoil her thunder, but I will just say that it's been a super amazing morning here in Salt Lake. Um, absolutely gorgeous in the Wasatch Mountains if you haven't been here. And it's just kind of nice to tap into a new energy field. There's something really juicy that's happening mm -hmm. here and I'm having a great day. So thanks for asking, yeah. Jay. Betsy? Well, okay. Yes, I came to Provo and got picked up by Lindsay and we have our rental car. We're down here in Provo and we got to have dinner with a dear, dear friend of mine named Cindy Tyler that lives here in really close to Provo. And she has worked with me for about 10 years, been a camp experience sponsor. I love her. And Lindsay got to just see her again, share some Indian food and catch up as girlfriends. And so we just have had a magical afternoon. Yay. Awesome. Well, this is my been my best part of the day because yeah. I love it when we get together, we laugh, we chat, we, we even uh, laugh at each other. <laughs> That's on. the best part, right? Way. Yeah. <laughs> laugh at each other, right? <laughs> so this is awesome. So being in with you guys is my favorite part of every week. Yay. And that is also, you know, kind of, kind of goes along with our theme for today of service. Yes. 
And being of service is important because I believe that we're all here to connect and help each other with a hand up. And I have the honor of having the B word of the day, which is something that is near and dear to me. And I love to use the word benevolence, which just co coincides with everything that we here at Underwired believe in, which is kindness. And to me, this just means serving from my heart without the attachment of what will I get back in return? So when I think of this kind of service, what comes to mind is something that I actually have done in secret. One time I was at the airport and waiting about two hours. I was there extra early. And so I decided to grab breakfast and I saw this woman sitting by herself and she was wearing camouflage. And I thought, okay, the more I observed her, the more I realized she was in the military and she was heading off to somewhere. And so I asked, I saw that I had the same server as her. And I asked if I could pay for her bill. And I said, don't tell her. And she said, you're kidding. And I said, no, the server, the server said that you're kidding. And I said, no, no, it's just something I want to do. Bless her day, but don't tell her. And then I give this server a great tip from me, from my service as well. And it was just, just to know that two of them were actually blessed because the server was in shock. And so was the military woman. So I loved that. That was my favorite thing. So I'm just wondering, when have you shown, when have you girls shown someone benevolence through kindness, whatever, without having that thought of what am I going to get back in return? Mm -hmm. So Lindsay, I'm going to start with you. You know, you always start with me, Shay, and I'm sitting here thinking, oh. I have so many stories. <laughs> That's funny. Wait, it's all good. Wait. Again with Lindsay. Again with just, Lindsay. Can I just say my favorite thing is this new flash? we've got going on the screen yeah, <laughs> no, this is kind of cool <laughs> i thought that that was just like all the energy we have is just making the screen jump it is i think it. when we come back we should be in a different pose every time <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's like if only those, we knew yeah it's like one of those photo <laughs> booths there you go photo booth time well, no, I love I love the word benevolence. In fact, um, there was a time when I, I wrote a children's book and, and really thought deeply about what it would be like to be a benevolent queen and how mm. you would live if you were the benevolent queen. And the truth is, is that, you know, I have this kindness project and I work a lot with kindness. And I would say that some of my favorite things I've ever done have included um, the not expecting anything. You know, it's that doing something just sort of out of the blue, out of nowhere. So just recently, similar to you, Shay, I was in a Starbucks lane in Daytona Beach and I was ordering my regular, you know, Trenta iced green tea. And I asked the woman when I got up to the window, so the person behind me, you know, I want to pay for theirs. And she said, really? And, and she, and I was like, you, yes, you know, of course. And she goes, okay, but it's like five guys on their break, you know? <laughs> and so I ended up buying five guys, some kind of beverages. I don't know, okay. but it was so funny to watch her face and their face as I pulled away and they pull up and they're like, wait a minute. They, they wanted to say something, but of course I was gone. Right. I think it's just fun to be able to share a little bit of love, a little bit of thanks, a little bit of gratitude in a way that someone is not, they're least expecting it. So that's uh, great. I love that. And I totally agree. You're both, you're getting a gift. 
that is the thing you get in return is the gift of their surprise, right? So Betsy, what about you? Well, I'm just going to drive around Daytona behind Lindsay every time she goes to Starbucks. (laughs) I'm going to start there. Yeah. Just like accidentally get behind her just in case she's feeling benevolent. So, you know, that benevolent thing, maybe is a gift that keeps on giving. I digress. Um, I'm planning a very double top secret benevolence. Um, I have a friend you're all going to get to meet later named Sister Stella Sabina. She has a fabulous charity in Africa. She literally has taken the vow of poverty. She is a nun and she lives, she showed me her vegetables as a can of vegetable soup a week. I mean, she does not spend money on herself. She spends all of her money helping these girls in Africa. So on the passing of my dad to celebrate the sale of the house, I'm going to write her a very large donation check. And I've had her coming to the celebration of my dad in August in Indiana. And I just told her to come because I'd like to see her. And then I'm going to surprise her with a donation check that will be a, a significant amount for her, her ministry and for her girls. And so I can't even wait. I know she's going to explode because mm-hmm. I know her and she's, she explodes about a $10 donation and I'm going mm-hmm. to be blessed enough to do much better than that. So uh, I'll keep everybody in the Andrew Wired family up. Maybe I'll take a special video that day. Sarah, uh, yes. Stella opening her check. Sarah, my daughter will be there. That's why I had Sarah on my mind. And we'll get the reaction of Sister Stella for a, a outside the losing my mind benevolence box episode. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you bring tears to my eyes. How beautiful is that? That she's going to be so blessed. And you're going to be blessed too because you. Yeah, and I don't care. It's not about the name on a building. It's not about right. a donor list. You know, it's, it's I know those girls in Uganda um, are going to have a better life and I can contribute because of the fabulous leadership of this sister Stella. And stay tuned on that. Yeah, That's I awesome. love that. Sunny, what about yourself? It, it always feels so weird to share these stories because we are not the type of people that would brag about this kind mm. of stuff. Do you know what I mean? I, so I'm yes. going through going, oh, sometimes I just like to keep this stuff to myself. I don't like to share it. Right. Um, but one story that I will share is um, so my kids do music lessons. Not all of them. They've, they've tried some different instruments in the past and whatever. But there is a wonderful older gentleman that comes to our house and teaches right now he's teaching my older son piano and um, my younger girls um, are doing this instrument and now I can't remember what it's called but it's kind of kind of looks like a little piano but you use your breath to create the sounds for the keys melodica mm-hmm. melodica okay I don't know if you guys know and his name's David and he he plays all of these instruments. He sings. He's just like, he's like the music man. You guys ever see the musical the music man? That's like David. And like I said, he's an older gentleman. I believe he's in his late seventies, early eighties. And this is just his heart's passion. He and his wife have a business together and this is what they do. But as you guys can imagine throughout the pandemic and um, just as people's economics, you know, uh, their wallets got tighter and things like that. One of the first things parents do is they cut back on extracurricular activities for their kids. Mm, And so that has really impacted um, his business. And he doesn't know from like month to month what Mm. it's going to be. And, and they have, have had like a lot of um, just financial concerns, not sure how they're going to pay their mortgage. And I don't want to give too much information because it's his life, but, um, but, but still um, we've been able to help them out financially several times. And 
I'm just, I'm very blessed that we're blessed enough that we can do that because what he's doing is just so important. And and we're going to do an episode, by the way, guys, on the importance of music here on Underwire later on in the season, because what he's doing is just so powerful and the joy that he brings to these children, including my own, um, yeah. It's just something that cannot be replaced. And he's he's a diamond in the rough. And we need to lift and you know support those types of people that would do good in the world no matter what the world gave them. And, yeah. and that's who he is and that's who his wife is. So we're trying to help them out financially as much as possible. So. Awesome, Sunny. I love that. That's, that's awesome. so cool. Yay. Yay. I took piano lessons when I was little. I fully support what you're talking about. It's amazing. So I can I play Mary Had a Little, little Lamb. That's yeah. not it. <laughs> I had a kazoo. I think a kazoo was as far as I got. Or wait, did you have a recorder? In, in third oh, grade, yeah. we had recorders that were oh, kind of yeah. like, oh yeah. I found my son's recorder the other day. Yeah. <laughs> whatever i played the drum so you take two pencils and beat it on the desk that was me there (laughs) Uh, percussion there you go i see a future band underwired band here it comes (laughs) coming to a a, a live show coming to an alley where cats are dropped out the sound there we go oh my god well as you i love that we are all just so generous financially mm-hmm. so i'm just curious to our audience if you'll put in the underwire chat on telegram you know what is something that you have done that might be not financially maybe it was just helping someone out move or you know who knows maybe it was uh offering someone a, a sandwich you know someone uh, somebody like that so let us know and they're gonna kick off the next segment i believe it goes to Lindsay. see it's me again shay and Lindsay. Ping i know i've got the r word today we got a thing i know we have a thing and the r word today the the ladies all looked at me like i was smoking something because the word is ridiculous <laughs> now what does that have to do with service they said really so i'm gonna try to explain this and just hang with me girls because seriously this is going to make, yes, exactly, Sunny. <laughs> it's going to make sense, I promise. Okay, okay. So sometimes, you know, it's very easy to be, like with Shay's commentary about being benevolent, it's easy to be the kind one. And it's mm-hmm. easy to look at something that you think is, oh, that's cool. If I do that, that would probably make their day, right? Yeah. The things that we do that are sometimes almost shocking to us that we do them, they seem ridiculous, are often in service to others, whether it be their growth and development, or perhaps it's something that they never even knew was possible. You know, so I want to share a little story that I definitely did. And I'm certain that other listeners out there have done something equally as ridiculous. But here's it. Here's what it was. I had a circumstance where I was working with a boss who was an amazing human being, very smart, very capable, very heady. And I felt this overwhelming sensation that I needed to tell her the truth about something that was not going to sound very nice to her. She could receive it in a way that was going to be very bad. Now, I came through with love and kindness and attempted to say in the spirit of making our relationship better, I'd like to share something with you that has been getting in the way of us being really effective as a team. And I had to tell the truth. 
it felt ridiculous. Like, are you kidding me right now? I'm going to go say this to my boss mm -hmm. and I'm going to, you know, I was probably 35 years old or whatever. And I, you know, I had to pull up my bootstraps and do something that was really uncomfortable for me at that time. And it could have had repercussions that who knew what was going to happen, but I knew I had to do it. And it's sometimes those ridiculous moments, we judge them ourselves as no way can I do that. That's crazy. I'm not going to do that thing. But it's that very thing that is in service to someone else. And I will tell you that my boss actually commended me for coming to her because she said no one else will ever tell me the truth. Wow. And from that day forward, we were kind of an unstoppable team. And so it, it took the ridiculous to make a shift in her that ended up being hugely in service to our whole organization. I didn't know that when I did it, but I just knew it was ridiculous. So that's how the word ridiculous fits. <laughs> and I would say another word to help if you need to is to reach. When did you have to reach or do something way outside of your box that you knew I'm gonna do this and the ultimate result was actually quite in service to others. And I'm gonna pitch it over to Betsy. Well, I'm gonna go in a whole different direction because what came up for me when you first said ridiculous <laughs> was volunteering to be an extra in the desert outside of Provo, Utah, standing dressed as a Jesus follower in 99 degree heat for four days from 7 a.m. till 7 p.m as a volunteer extra on The Chosen. And that's what you and I are here doing this week. We're gonna take a lot of great videos and photos for the next show, but um, this is so outside my box. Number one, I am terrified of bugs and we're gonna stand in the desert. Um, and they said, bring bug spray. I was like, bring bug spray. Oh, my worst thing. Don't say bring bug spray. So literally I have like DEET, like it's like called like forest level, you know, jungle in Africa deet. So, um, and I don't even like any kind of chemicals, but this time I'm going big on the bug spray. Uh, next, my husband said, you can't do it. You can't do it. It's going to be sweaty and you're going to have to walk far and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I am like, yeah, but I can. Mm -hmm. I, I will not be hurt by a story called I can't do it. If God calls me to be a volunteer in the desert outside Provo, you've done drag Lindsay with me, then, <laughs> then we're going to go because I, I think at the end of the um, outside the comfort zone of, of being in a costume in the desert with people we don't know and not knowing what's going to happen, there is the gift of what I would call be here now, like yeah. living a huge life by experiencing something new in a new place. And all of this goes back to being a volunteer. We paid our own way, our own hotel, our own rental car. This is all a gift that we believe that if God's using the chosen to tell the story of the disciples and Jesus around the world in this upbeat and inspirational way, and we're called to be extras in that crowd, we're gonna be the best looking extras in that crowd with the cutest shell jewelry that anybody's <laughs> ever seen. So, um, well, and I'll just say, Betsy, the level of service that that is, the delight in that, and meeting with 600 other people that are coming from all over to be part of this, we don't know what kind of really cool 
prayer and energy and other things we might generate just because we're here. And so I commend you for being ridiculous and wearing bug spray and facing the (laughs) desert. I think it's awesome. And we don't even know yet what kind of service that will actually end up being for so many. And, and especially yes. if you make the episode, you know, we of might course, be on TV. And especially <laughs> with the Desentin diaper rash cream on board, <laughs> I'm going to be okay. So, yes. you know, uh, I am in the telegram if you need to know the secret to sweating in Florida <laughs> or in the desert. Talk to me by my friend, Lindsay. I'll put it in the telegram. So that's oh, another reason God. to uh, interact with us today and get the back end story <laughs> of sweating in the desert if you know what i'm saying so Ooh. no wonder i tossed yeah. the word ridiculous over to betsy okay on that note i'm going to shay <laughs> shay tell us a story when you've had to reach or be ridiculous and how it ended up well you know it's funny i don't when you say the word ridiculous i i was thinking like okay i've probably done amazing ridiculous things in my life, but I don't necessarily know I would have done them in service. So I really had to think, (laughs) what is it that I have done that some people might not think, they might think it was ridiculous. Not that I would, but they might think. And I remember visiting someone in the hospital and I was in, I think I was in middle school, high school. And I have done this ever since, but that's when it started is anytime I would go visit someone in the hospital and I cannot for the life of me remember who it is. um, I would take the lotion and massage their feet. And Mm -hmm. as a young girl, I mean, that just seemed like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't heal them. I couldn't, you know, even know how to speak to them as an, you know, I'm a little kid. They're an adult. To, for them to really understand that I cared about them, um, nor did I understand how to be vulnerable or use words like that in you know at that age anyway. So I thought, well, they'll know I care if I rub their feet, and so That's I started awesome. doing that for anyone that I would go visit in the hospital, and uh, especially when my dad was sick and my mom was sick, that was something I did as well. And at one point I went with um, my boyfriend at the time who was abusive, went to go visit his brother in the hospital. And that's the first thing I did. And his family was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm massaging his feet. They're like, why? I'm like, why not? Yeah. Like I, he's, he's incapacitated at the moment. He's, he has no idea what's going on. And maybe I think in my belief system is that human touch is just so soothing yeah, and, you know, and we, we don't, we forget when people who are maybe lived alone don't get it. And so for me, it was just something, a gift that I could give. That's really cool. That is ridiculous. See, and someone else thought it was ridiculous, but it's such a beautiful thing to give the gift of touch, especially to someone who's in that circumstance. So that's amazing, Shay. Or to me, Shay. No, I was volunteer for the gift. Foot rub touch. I I might. My father-in-law calls, calls those doomies, like do me, do me, do me. Oh, do me, do me, do me. That's yeah. <laughs> hey, ladies, we have a beautiful story that I'd love to share before we jump to you, Sunny, from okay. one of our listeners, Tannis Stuckless. 
um, I, I hope I'm saying your name correctly. And I just wanted to read the story because I think it's amazing. My favorite memory is from 2.5 years ago when I received an unexpected little bit of money. So I bought 10 gift cards, put them in Christmas cards, random inspirational messages, because there were so many people at that time struggling in all aspects of their lives. The best part is that I handed the stack of cards to my husband and I drove around and got him to choose intuitively who would receive the card. He was practically in tears. He finally understood why I do what I do, helping others with, who are having a hard time. Beautiful. He doesn't give me a hard time anymore when I use our truck and limited resources to help people in our community. My heart runneth over with love and gratitude for my life and that I'm here at this moment. Uh. And Tannis, we thank you. That's just mm. like the most awesome story ever. And I love that. It's ridiculous. I <laughs> look at beautiful. Your husband thought you were ridiculous for trying to yeah. help those people, and then you said you pick those people, and he's now a big fan. And I just I loved that story. So thank you, thank you for sharing it. And Sunny, I would love to hear your story about something ridiculous or reaching that you did. <laughs> so I'll I'll make mine really quick. Um, okay. You know how sometimes you, you know you you're praying or whatever, and you think you hear God, and you're like, God, do you really want me to do that? Because that seems ridiculous. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I had a moment. This was many many years ago, over ten years ago, um, where a good friend of my mother. Um, she was kind of behaving in a way that she probably shouldn't behave. And people were kind of talking about her behind her back and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, that's not right. So I prayed for this woman and I said, God, you know, you help the situation, whatever. And God gave me a Bible verse. And I looked at the Bible verse. And I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I am not giving this person that Bible Oh and goodness. long story short, I did. I had to send it through email, which probably wasn't the best way to do it. I probably could have done this a better way. I sent it through email. She sent me an email back saying, are you sure you meant that Bible verse? And I said, I didn't. I told her, I said, I was praying and God gave me this Bible verse for you. Mm. <laughs> and long story short, guys, she was offended. Yep. She told a ton of people that I was a horrible person. And how could I dare say this about her, which it wasn't even me. It was not wow. even me. Okay. Yeah. But it resulted in at least five years of her not talking to anyone from my family. So keep in mind, this is my mother's best friend. My mom has a few best friends, but one of her best friends and the wow. families were super, super close. And I was even super close with her growing up, but she distanced herself. She was offended. Didn't want to believe that that was a verse for her. Yeah. And, you know, and my parents are looking at me and my parents supported me. They're like, well, if God gave you this verse, then you got to right. share it with someone. I said, I, I felt bad because I felt like I'd broken up these families. So fast forward several years and a lot of conversations later, she, she essentially took that to heart in some way or another. She is a different person. Ooh. And and it totally, I believe, wow. changed her life. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back because this was yeah, something, if, if God could have given me another verse or gotten me out of it, I would have been the first person to be like, yes, yes. I do not want yes. to do this. But but it, it totally mm -hmm. changed things. Our families are closer now than they've ever been. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. And that is the Beautiful. perfect story, Sunny. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It was so good. That's exactly it. You know, yeah. love, love, love that sometimes we hear the call and yeah. you're mm. going, that's ridiculous. And yet you do it anyway. 
And yeah. I'll tell you, yeah. it makes it can make a huge difference in creating space, spaciousness for someone to grow and advance. And yeah. sometimes it just doesn't sound like great or others will be offended. So Absolutely. yay, Sunny. Well done, ladies. You're amazing. <laughs> I was going to do a quick check-in with our audience and see what's going on out there. Um, it looks like Tannis uh, is loving some growth with her relationship with her husband. Let's see. Hey. Oh, Kat, Kat, love it. She's been talking a lot. I really appreciate your comments, Kat. They're amazing. And you too have had quite a few uh, stories to tell. I'm having to scroll backwards, but I think it's really great that you guys in the audience are playing with us and we wanna hear more from you. So please keep it coming, ask us questions. We're gonna take a quick commercial break and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna start talking about the A word. So hang with us. Hello and welcome to United Network News. I'm Sunny Galt. Now let's check in with our ground command, Kimberly Gogan, from the office of The Guardian. And she has her whiteboard. Hi, Kim. I do. Remember, if it's going to be, it's up to me. It's up to all of us to come together. I'm Sunny Gaunt. Join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for The Real News. Hey! Hey! Welcome back, everybody. Bye! <laughs> it's been so fun chatting with you guys. If you guys are watching this and you aren't following us on Telegram yet, well, snap to it, people. <laughs> Come on, Underwired Live. That's where you can find us. And we're doing our best to chat back and forth with you guys. Participate, share your stories. As we are sharing our stories, please share yours as well. We'll try to bring in those comments as we go along. And it's just really fun to have this interactive show with you guys. So continuing on with uh, spelling our very special word, I have the A word. Yay! Yay! Okay, so... For today, for A, we are going to talk about action. Now, when I was thinking about service to others, I there are obviously, and we've been talking about this in, in today's show, little acts of service that you can do for people. But when I was planning this segment, I was thinking about bigger projects. Because one of the things that we as humanity are doing right now is that we are moving from a time of lack into a time of abundance, right? And a lot of times, you know, we, ha we have to start thinking about what it is that really gets us going and how can we play our part to help humanity moving forward, right? So when I think about this, you know, kind of service to others, I think about these big projects. One of the things, and ladies, I'm gonna ask you some questions here in a little bit about your experience with this, but I find that sometimes we can get caught in our headspace right? It's our, it's our cognitive space where, especially if you guys are planners or, you know, if you've launched big projects in the past, you can kind of get stuck in that planning mode and you want to like line up all your ducks, right? And make sure that everything runs as smoothly as possible. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes the missing key to really making your project or whatever kind of service you're planning for other people, the key to really making that work is taking action, 
Because if you stay in that headspace too long, it will always be headspace. You know, I I think about the times that I go to like podcasting conferences and things like this. Shay, you do this a lot too, where people for like three years in a row are still talking about launching a podcast. It's like, seriously, yes. <laughs> yes. didn't I talk to you last year about launching a podcast? Why don't you have your podcast? What's going on there? It's because they get caught up in the headspace. Everything has yep. to be figured out, finances, all this kind of stuff. And yes, we need to, to make smart choices uh, and educated choices, but sometimes you just got to go for it. And mm -hmm. ladies, I was thinking about even how Underwired came about. You know, yes. this was oh. something very, yeah. very organic that between us, like I yep. already knew Betsy and then Betsy found Shay and Lindsay. And we just hopped on like a Zoom call just to chat about I don't even know what we were chatting about really, but just to kind of get together and introduce and meet, kind of meet each other. And through the course of just talking on Zoom, we're like, this is a show. <laughs> <laughs> I think other people, because we were doing the exact same thing that we're doing right now. We were laughing yeah. and we were commenting on, you know, other things that we were talking about. And we all had this positive view of, of where everything was going in the world. Yeah. And so we did not plan this, you know, we did not to get, get together thinking we were going to start a show. Mm -hmm. We just were positive, like-minded people and amazing things can come when those types of people get together. So that was one, you know, example that I thought of. And another one, for those of you that watch our newscasts on UNN, it's it's starting the news like we really Mike and I who's producing today's show and also produces the news we really didn't know what we were doing you know I have a background in news but at the same time we were working with a really small crew you know trying to get things up and running this whole idea of field messengers and how do we get these stories done and what's the process to you know you need to have a team that supports that mm -hmm. and really as far as getting the regular newscasts up and running for Monday Tuesday or Monday Wednesday and Friday Mike and I just jumped in. We're like, well, we got to start somewhere. So we don't know exactly what we're doing. We don't even really know how the equipment's going to work. And we're just going to figure this out as we go. Because sometimes you have to, because in us doing that, that prompted other people to act, right? Yes. We stayed on mm -hmm. a consistent schedule and other people started like submitting their field messenger reports and joining in other ways because they knew we were serious about this. And, and so you have to kind of sometimes take that leap of faith. You have to take action in order for things to happen, because those are, you know, a lot of the leaders out there. If we don't have our leaders, some people are meant to be, I don't want to just call them followers, that, but helpers, right? <laughs> and if you don't do your leading to get to a certain point, how are your helpers going to help you? Okay. So, mm -hmm. you know, as we're moving into this, you know, next phase of our world, where more projects are going to be done to help humanity. I just want to encourage you guys. Yes, you have to do some of the legwork to figure out what your project is and, and, and what you want to do to help the world. But sometimes you just got to take that first step and take action. Mm -hmm. So one thing I thought I would do really quickly, guys, is if you guys are kind of stuck in that mind frame of, oh, I don't know, I'm not, not quite ready to do that. I found some, you know, ideas online that I thought were helpful on what you can do to get to that point where you feel like you can just do it, right? And the first thing is eliminate all the excuses because we are really good with coming up with a million different reasons why something won't work or why we can't do this, but get rid of them all, okay? Because you can. If you say you can, you can. If you say you can't, you can't, okay? Mm -hmm. Get rid of all the excuses. Yeah, that does that make sense to all of you guys? Mm -hmm. Excuses gone. Yes. All right, the other thing, do not wait for a perfect moment. 
This reminds okay. me of like when, when people are no. like, I'm waiting for the perfect moment to have a baby. I'm like, you're going to be waiting your whole life. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. there is no perfect time. Exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, and, and you just have to roll with it, right? Because life mm -hmm. is ever changing. So don't wait for that perfect moment. Perfect is, is not even a thing, okay? That was something created just to throw us off and make us feel like we couldn't step out and do the things that we need to do. So perfect isn't even real. So don't wait for those kind of moments. And then, you know, know that this is gonna be one step at a time. Put yourself out there, one foot in front of the other. Don't feel like you gotta run. You need to crawl, you need to walk before you can run right? There's a whole process, but it's you taking that initial step. And then when you do quote unquote fail, which are not failing, but in our heads, we get into that mindset too of, I don't want to fail. I don't want to, you know, take action because then it's real. And what if I fail? You're not failing, but if you want to use that terminology, fail forward. So learn and grow because things are going to happen. Mistakes are going to be made. And that is part of the growth process and learn from it, you know, and just understand that, it, that it's going to happen. So trying to avoid all this kind of stuff is not realistic. What you really need to do is look at and go, how, what can I learn from that? And how can I be better because of that? And how can I learn from the other people around me so that I don't make their mistakes mm -hmm. <laughs> and we're all better because of it. So anyways, that's kind of my, my little spiel on action and how important it is to be successful in these kind of projects that we're all thinking about now. So ladies, I would love to know, was there a time or is there a time that you can think about in the past where you had to take some sort of action? And if you didn't, and if you hadn't have taken that action, you know, whatever you were working on probably never would have happened. Absolutely. I have too many to list. Who's going first? Yeah, I'm with you. Betsy, Betsy. Well, I we'll raised my hand, Mr. Cotta, Mr. Cotta. If I made one piece of art clothing and I wore it and people said, where do I get it? And in that moment, I said, at a show at my house the first week of December. And there was no art clothing. There was only the piece I was wearing. And in that moment, I had to be brave and take real money that I worked very hard for and buy my first set of art clothing. And that was two years ago. And now, you know, it's across the country and people get to wear art and be happy. Yay, that's such a good example. And that really is, Betsy, putting yourself out there because when you're creative like that and someone is wearing your art, I mean, that, that's a big step. So awesome job. But it was that moment, you know, it was that like, I could say, oh, there's nothing available, but instead I made the commitment to make some art clothing. That's right. That's right. Shay, what about you? Well, I, what comes to mind is many years ago, I had an idea for a software company. Mm. And uh, I believe, for, uh, like Marie Forleo says, that everything is figure outable. <laughs> and even though I know nothing about the software world, I thought, you know what, I'm going to take steps and take actions and figure it out. And so one I did went to a meetup and they talked about crowdfunding. And then I learned about Kickstart Weekend or uh, Startup Weekend, where you pitch your software idea in front of a group of investors. And then if it gets taken, it actually gets to be built. And I did learned all these different things connected with all these people, which led me to the next step and the next step and the next step. And, you know, 10 years later, here I am doing something completely different. But had I not explored that first step, 
I don't know if I would have, it would have been a different path. And I don't know, I know I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I've learned along the way. I think that's a really important point is that you may start off on a certain journey thinking something is going to go one way, but just know it is really about the journey. So it may not be about yeah. that one project you're working on or, you know, bringing some sort of tech, you know, yeah. to people. It may be about something completely different, but you've got to go through this lesson. Whatever you're learning now, you've got to go through that so you can do something better later on. And it's Absolutely. okay to let some of that other stuff go. I've done that too with other projects where, you know, I was working mm -hmm. on a, a television pilot at one point and I thought it was going to be the best thing ever. And we got the pilot out on TV and my, my goal was, okay, now we've got the pilot. Now we'll get the funding for it. The funding never came. And I had to kind of let that go, but I learned so much. You know, I pitched to TV executives and stuff. I had all of that mm -hmm. experience. So now I've got that confidence that I could pitch to anybody, any kind of show. I could pitch yep. anything, right? <laughs> but it didn't work out the way I wanted, but I still learned from it. Lindsay, what do you got going on? Oh my gosh. Well, you know that my 35 plus year career was about coaching and mentoring entrepreneurs. So if if there was one person who was teaching fail fast, take action, it was this one right here. Um, you know, and I have seen many, many companies grow from nothing to really big. And many, many companies that don't, that, like you just said, they kind of go through the motions. For yeah. me... What I really learned about taking action was that taking inspired action yes. works a lot better than taking good idea action. Mm. And they're very different to me. So I wanted to just bring that up is that, you know, sometimes if you feel truly in your heart, in your soul, that it is inspiring to you to get up and go do a thing, whatever it is in the now. Yeah. Likelihood is that's the thing that you're supposed to take action on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and if it sounds like a good idea, it still might be someone else's to do. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't have to do that. I don't have to do the tech company, right? Or mm -hmm. I don't have to do the clothing company or the whatever. It's someone else's in inspired action to go do. And yet we can all be support team members for anyone else's inspired action. And so what I've learned how to do is to really become a super solid support team member for anybody who's ready to take inspired action. And all three of you on the screen can attest to that. And I know that that is just kind of where I fit. I take action in alignment to help people take their inspired action. And it just takes two. And then yeah. all of a sudden, whoosh, yeah. off. So I would just say I wanted to talk about inspiration versus good ideas. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And Lindsay, as you're talking live in our Telegram chat here, there's people saying we need to start a group because people have ideas and they want to start a group in order to go over those ideas and to inspire people. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Let's it's start a group. I'll start there, a group. There Send is me a message. Yeah. There, there's something about, and we've experienced this as, you know, four ladies yeah. getting together. I know Mike and I have experienced when we, when we get together in person, ideas just start to flow when you are just mm -hmm. connecting and, yes. and, you know, you're just being your, your creative self, amazing yeah. things start to start to happen. So yes, yes to the group yeah. guys. That's, that's awesome. It's amazing that you yeah. guys are coming together that way. Okay, so let's kick it off. Um, let's do our next segment, which we are going outside the box with Betsy. Well, literally, I wandered upon this outside the box segment. You know, there's so many interesting things in the world, but how do you find the right thing? 
walking down New Smyrna Beach one morning, I met Richard. Meet Richard. Hey, 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 good morning. We are on New Smyrna Beach. It is sunrise here in Florida. And I was looking for an outside the box of somebody making a difference and along, I walk along my path, of course, cause that's how it always is. You meet somebody and this guy's name's Richard. Richard, tell them a little bit about your story. Good morning, I was uh, inspired to do sand art. Uh, I used to do sand for my son and then things uh, just didn't go the way I thought they would and he was doing inappropriate sand art so I had to run the teenager off and I prayed I said Lord my daddy taught me how to be a, a user shovel I got a well actually this is a come along but anyway I've got tools and I know how to use them and I said Lord I want to be a tool I want to be a shovel in your hand I want the Lord to use me so this morning I came out by faith putting the word well, I think he got it and so this, we got faith and we got the beginning of hope. It's like a by a vowel right now. We're in the early stages <laughs> about this. So there's going to be one more word. The so, gospel has changed me. I, you know, I was, and but God, rich in mercy, calls me to be born again. I'm, I'm a man of faith who uh, I usually do the, the crosses, three crosses and then the empty tomb. That's usually my artwork. But I've been inspired this week to do actually a sacred heart, which is a Catholic theme. Uh, presentation of the gospel did two sacred hearts for a family i haven't done requests until this year and they requested that but anyway by faith you know I'll, I'll show you my faith by my work and this is a good work god prepared in advance for me i'm richard plant city florida you can see me on facebook <laughs> what's your name again and i'm betsy and anyway, yeah we walk into good works and we mutually exchange Yep. faith, my faith, and God gets the glory. Amen. There you go. I'm going to show you again. We're walking along the beach at sunrise, and I see this man, Richard, doing faith, hope, and soon-to-come love. And I'm like, I know where that came from. That came from a good book, a good book that I like to read a lot. This is Betsy, and I am definitely outside the box. I'm out here with Richard and his tools, and he's making a box full of all kinds of goodness. We'll be seeing you. <laughs> well, you know, I tell you, oh it was everything outside the box. He was just delightful. He's done that for 30 years. Oh, wow. 30 years wow. he gets up every morning, goes to the beach and makes art for God. And I was blown away. And my husband was like, you're going back there to see that guy go, he's an outside the box segment. I know he is. I got to go meet him. So, um, I, love so it. I know we're running late, ladies. So what's one quick time that you accidentally discovered something fabulous of service? Lindsay. Mm. Oh, Something that I discovered that was fabulous of service. You know, I think it was watching college kids um, taking on a project to help the elderly learn how to use their computers. And it Aww. was absolutely beautiful to watch them. And it was very surprising. And they kind of just did it because they knew they could barely program their VCRs back in the day, right? So how in the world were they going to use their new phones or anything else? So they took it on as a special project and they'd go to senior centers and help them set up their new tech. And I thought I it was just the sweetest thing. I love that. In the business too. So that was cool. But they just felt inspired and I thought it was cool. Super okay, cool. Sunny, what have you accidentally discovered service? 
Oh, gosh. I mean, I, I don't know if it really fits the, the whole thing that we're talking about here. But one of the things um, that I noticed in my kids' school when they were they were still going to their previous school, they had like these mentorship programs that I thought were really sweet where people from like outside the community could come in and share their experiences with the kids. Like it's kind of what it's kind of the reverse of what Lindsay was just talking about, where like an older person would pair up with a younger person to share experiences. Oh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, that's the first thing that came to mind. I thought it was very sweet. I think the more we learn and we talk to each other, more that we just grow as human beings. And so anytime we, we can understand each other better and just sit down and, and talk to each other, I think that's a good thing. There you go. Miss Shay, what's yours? Well, I was at an amusement park last week and there was probably a youth group on a trip. And I wouldn't have thought that they were a youth group until I heard them singing. And I realized it was a, 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 a song that you would sing at church, although I couldn't tell you what it was, but you could tell the beat and there was uh, like a hit, an old hymnal type of thing. And then I read their shirts and it said soul school Aww. on it. And I was like, wow, how cool is that? And, you know, we were just walking along and this whole group of kids were just praising the Lord as they were walking through uh, this amusement park. Back to music. See, awesome. I'm yeah. Getting ready for that music show. Well, we've had so much good posting on the Telegram channel. We're going to have to run to a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with Underwired. Music. This is Real Talk. We discuss important issues impacting our world and how we as humanity can come together, overcome our obstacles and move forward towards a bright and beautiful future. All right, welcome back everyone. That was a short break. <laughs> Yeah, really short. <laughs> we missed you. We, missed we, you. So we can't have a long commercial break. We missed yeah. the audience. Get back to the show. Get back to the show. Well, hopefully you guys are chatting along with us in Telegram because we do love seeing those messages and stuff. Now we're going to transition. We want to talk about our woman of wonder, our wow woman. All right. So th there's kind of an interesting story about how today's segment came about. So we're going to tell you about Sister Stella Sabina. And she was actually Betsy's friend first. <laughs> we're going to get technical. Um, Betsy has worked with her. She'll probably share her experience in just a little bit after we share uh, Sister Stella's story. But this was my week to do the WOW Women. And so um, she introduced me to Sister Stella and I asked her some questions. So Sister Stella runs a program called Shifting Ideas by Educating African Women. And it's all about empowering women through education, African women, to overcome some of the obstacles that they sometimes find themselves in through their society. So this has to do with their culture and things that just have been accepted as being okay for a very, very long time. And it's not okay. Things like female circumcision, rape, human trafficking, being sold into slavery. And so Sister Stella is amazing. And she, we asked her to do like a little Zoom video, but she felt more comfortable us sending her the questions. And then she recorded uh, answers to it and we edited it together. And we also have some fun video of some of the girls that have benefited from her program. So here's Sister Stella. Hello. My name is Sister Stella Sabina. I come from Uganda. Thank you for letting me share about my work. 
Shifting ideas through education for African women, or CITO in short, is a non-profit organization based in Indianapolis, Indiana. It was founded in 2004. We raise money to sponsor girls who, if not in school, would be subjected to inhuman traditions. Traditions like female circumcision, premature marriage, trafficking, and deprivation of education. In school, the girls buy time. They grow older. They are empowered to go back and fight for themselves. Yes, fight for themselves. That's our goal. They know the language, they know the culture, they know everything around them. So they are the best people to go back and help others. So far, 630 girls have gone through our program. 630 is just like a drop in the bucket. Millions and millions of girls and women need help, but we can't reach them. Our hopes are raised when the ones we help go back to help others. So sing a song, sing a song for women everywhere, equality, development and peace. Our priority is to sustain the girls we have rescued in school. We depend on donations, scholarships, and sponsorships. Our next project is um, building a center. We are building a center in Uganda, which will be a safe haven for the girls, especially the young ones who cannot go back home during the holidays so that they may have a safe place to be. And we may be able to provide programs for them and skills. That includes the women as well. We have just come back from Uganda and the volunteers I took uh, help the girls with education programs, with self-defense programs, with different programs. That is another thing I'm seeking in addition to donations. Please come and volunteer with us. <laughs> I created the basket balancing race. Women come together and run with these baskets, 100 meters, 200 meters, and they really, the winners get a cow, the second winners get a goat, and the third group gets chickens. They go home so happy. This can bring people together and think together and love each other and learn from each other. It's better than coming together to hurt some of members of their community. women all over the world I want to tell you we will win this because we need freedom we need peace in our world mm. oh I love her oh my God. I wish we balance that on her head I need yeah she made up that whole balancing thing it now goes it's like the little mini Olympics of all Uganda and they go and they do those races and they win a cow. And of course, um, Carol and I have sponsored chickens. the cows and the chickens. And oh my um, and she's going to just be so happy when I give her a donation because oh, that is 100% of, you know, support of those girls. And I know that she is uh, doing fabulous work for this world. So she is the epitome of service show here on Underwired. 
uh, sister yeah. Stella Sabina <laughs> and uh, doing some really fun things. And she loves to sing back to the singing Shay that you use as that example. Yeah. It's uh... one of the things she puts in the world. Um, well, Shay, I know we don't have a ton of time for mailbag. I'm going to kick it over to you to see some more comments from our online friends. Who do you want to call out? We've had such great participation today. Yeah, I have to look at it on my phone. And so I'm going to call out a Cindy Shum, Shumway. So I apologize if I didn't say it right. She says, listening to that, that sparks us when beautiful things happen. Got a project about that and how to try it ridiculously. Yes. A spark light is happening where so much is lighting everyone. Love this way to get to know you all. Well, we love to get to know you too, Cindy. So thank you for that. And Lindsay, how can she get a kindness coin for participating? <laughs> well, I actually would like to also acknowledge Tannis and Kat who have been yeah, participating yeah. all evening and just chiming in. So Cindy, Tannis and Kat, if you would like a super fabulous kindness coin, commemorating mm -hmm. your kindness and you can keep it yourself or pay it forward to someone else. I would be delighted to send one to you. All you have to do is send me a private message in the chat uh, or in Telegram, I guess is the best way to do it. And uh, I will then send you one as soon as I possibly can. I'm going to be in the desert for four days. So give me a week or so. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we love your participation, everybody. And we're just so thrilled that you've been a part of this audience and that you're bringing it every Monday night, just like we are. Woohoo! And we will be here next week too. I'm not sure. It sounds like maybe I'm closing up, even though it wasn't. No, you're not. You're not. <laughs> I'm not really no, sure. it's no, you're not. not. Betsy's so, hey, closing. I'm closing. And so, hey, let's hit that graphic because we want you all to know. Let's hit the graphic for the Telegram thread to join us at Underwired Live on Telegram, which I sometimes call Telegraph. And it's called Telegram. And that's where we have just so enjoyed seeing all the banter. We posted in there how to find Sister Stella. We can't wait. We're live every single Monday night here in season two of Underwired, committed to uplifting and inspiring the world with interesting topics, great conversation, and tons of fun, all built for you. Can't wait to see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 I just wanna love you.